Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me, and I greet you in the name and in the love and the peace of Jesus Christ. And today for our Daily Word, we're going to go into Mark chapter 7. And in Mark chapter 7, Jesus has had this encounter, really an accusation from the religious leaders. They are complaining about Jesus' followers not washing their hands ritually before they, they eat. It was a, a purification ritual, and they seem very, very concerned and, and frankly a little uptight about this. And the, uh, the response of Jesus is really about their hearts, and that's what we're going to talk about today, uh, about our hearts. So this was in yesterday's reading, Jer- Jer- Jesus' response, he, uh, he actually is going to quote from the prophet Isaiah. He says, these people honor me with their lips. In other words, there's an outward act. There's saying something, representing something outwardly, but their hearts are far from me. So they have this encounter, and, and then when they come away from the crowds, they go into a home, and the disciples ask Jesus, could you, could you explain this a little more to us? We don't, we don't quite understand what you were getting at. And here's what we're going to pick up in uh, verse 19. Jesus says, Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. And uh, just incidentally, in parentheses here we read, saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. So thank you, Jesus, for bacon, for shrimp, for lobster. Um, thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Amen. Amen. For real. But then, carrying on, um, then we read uh, verse uh, 20. And then he added, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. He says, all these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. And so the, the religious leaders were really focused in on outward acts, things that they could control, like washing their hands in this ritual manner before eating. Uh, Jesus, however, is, is really most concerned with the heart because that is most truly, deeply who we are, not just an outward act, but our hearts. Our hearts are the seat of our passion, of our way of thinking, our way of interpreting what we're experiencing and seeing in the world. It is the seat of our motivation, our intention. It, it really does determine who we are and what we do. And so Jesus is most concerned with our hearts, and he says that it's, it's what we do, what's coming out of our hearts, that actually is what can defile us. And one of the things that I think that we have to push back on with our culture is there is this assumption that our, well, there's an expression, the heart wants what the heart wants, right? There is this, this idea that emotions, that our feelings are what are most true and determinative, that we can't actually do anything about what's going on inside of our hearts. And so 
you know, one of the things that, that I'm aware of is, you know, um, somebody in a marriage partnership will, for instance, will say, well, you know, I just don't love you anymore. I'm in love with this person. And the thought is, I can't do anything about it. It's just the way it is. It is just the way I feel. And the thought behind all of this is that that emotion is what is solid, is what is real, what is in my heart, is what is. When in fact, we have great control over our hearts. Think about this. Jesus says, but their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are far. How did they get far from God? Because the people moved away from God. They moved their devotion away from God. Their passion, their identity, their motivation is no longer in the Lord. It is in something else. Their hearts, they have moved far from God. But we can choose for our hearts to be close to God. We can choose that we will be devoted to God. We will choose to shape our hearts the way we think, our motivations by the Word of God. We can choose to make our hearts close to God. We can choose whether or not our hearts will be soft toward God. If we harden our heart, we are saying, God, I will not let you be a part of my decision-making process. God, if I want this or that, if I desire that, I will go after it. I'm not listening to you. Take the example of the marriage partner that says, you know what, I don't, the, the man says, I don't love my wife anymore. I love this woman now. That person is hardening their heart to God. They, they have made a marriage covenant and they have then set their heart on someone else. Guess what? You get to choose to do that or to not do that. And so we can either soften our hearts or harden our hearts before God. And not only that, we have the ability to choose what we are putting into our hearts, knowing that what we put into our hearts by what we think about, by what we focus on, by what we give our time and attention to, we actually get to determine what is in our hearts and what is in our hearts actually eventually, surely comes out. Listen to what Jesus says in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. He says there, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. Right? Other translations say from the good stored up in their hearts. And so if we think about our hearts as a treasury, as a bank, as a depository, what deposits are we actually making? Are we depositing the living Word of God into our hearts? Are we fixing our minds on the things of, of Christ, on the things that are eternal? Are we thinking about things that are good and right and beautiful and, and holy and righteous? Or are we letting our minds dwell on things that are not of God? Right? We actually get to control our hearts. We have the reins of our hearts. May we direct our hearts to be close to God, not far from Him. So that it's not just that we're giving lip service to God, we're saying the right things, we're doing some little rituals, but that our hearts belong to God. May it be so, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, may God bless you and keep you.